The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, October 30th. 2021, what does it cost to make your own cigar brand? Is it worth it? What else should you do? Mickey Pegg has been in the industry in lots of forms, now a brand owner with All Saints Cigars. Let's see what he has to say. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 12th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. He's so fine, he blows my mind. Mickey Peck, (laughs) welcome to the Cigar Authority. Uh, Hi. Hey. And I got to say, congratulations for hijacking the entire studio audience. I see they're wearing their All Saints cigars. So I think your <laughs> followers could be called the All Saints No Sinners. Yeah, you know, it's actually, I looked it up. A herd of saints, if you say herd, everything's like a crash in rhinos. It's actually a communion of saints. Ah, it just sounds ah. too. Uh, Ah, to you know, next thing you know, it's like the body and blood of Mickey. You know, that's, it's just, that doesn't work. <laughs> so all so. these shirts. It, it could it feed says, a lot of people, though. It yeah. says All Saints to God, and it says a bunch of stuff under the ear. I don't know. What, what is that? It's because you're Latin. staring at her boobs. That's Latin? <laughs> that's Latin. And what does it say? It, uh, it means Lord hates a coward. Really? Yeah. So, you know, it's. Uh, it's true. Yeah. You know, everybody said it's the worst time to get in the industry. And you know, all the greats that you hear now, now, you've had a lot of them on the show that through the years. You, yeah. You, when you were talking about the Young Bucks. Uh, and here they are today, you know, uh, it was always the hardest time, but I have to admit this really is the hardest time well, to, so to be in it, business. It's two years ago, actually Monday, Monday, yes, will be uh, two years because that's all saints day, right? Monday, the day after Halloween, right? Right. Two years ago, you started COVID comes in right yep. away and what the hell? Yeah, it was perfect timing. Um, <laughs> did you feel your hopes and dreams come crashing down? No, but my wife looked at me a little concerned, and I told her that we're going to put everything that we had and go all in and um, you know do this, and she was very happy, very excited for me, and actually my kids too. Um, they, they sell that Glee. It's just as hard as a, when I was selling mutual funds, uh, but at the end of the day, I smoke cigars. You know? So you have yeah. that same kind of stress as a businessman. So 2017, it kind of started, uh, well, it really started, and we couldn't get down to the factories in 18 because of the political climate. A little okay. bit, kind of like what's going on right now. Yeah. Big election so, next week. Yeah, November 7th. So yeah. we're, we're watching that with beaded eyes. Yeah. And um, so uh, 19, we got started, and we barely, we've got the Solamentes in, which we talked about a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, it, we, we were supposed to get them in October of 19, and I was going to take them out to market with my friends in the retail. Didn't get them in until December. And then the only container that ever came in on time was February 2020. Wow. Just got back from the factory, did another trip down there, was extremely excited. Uh St. Patrick's Day, one of my favorite saints. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to do this big press release, big boom, and then, you know, this hit. So 
Wow. Kind of put us in a holding pattern for two months, and I just got on the road and said, we got to do this. When everybody else wasn't on the road. So maybe, hey. Yeah. So, you know, when we look at it, we, when we look back on it, um, we were constantly adjusting. Like one of the things I think I told you about what I did was the local retailers. I was yes. delivering. I was delivering product to consumers and then charging it back to having them put their credit card to the, the retailer closest to them. Unbelievable. That, that, that I had an account with. So finally got on the road. You guys were an early adopter, and thank you very much. Yeah. So we're just about 10% ahead of where we thought we'd be after year one. Wow. So, Good for you. So, I mean, we put it, we didn't, there's a lot of capital expenditures that we were thinking about doing, and literally we were getting ready to pull that trigger, and we didn't. Uh, tobacco, you, 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 we still were going forward with that. You yeah. have to do that. Yep. You, you can't you, not have tobacco. Yeah. So um, in packaging, it really hasn't, um, give me some wood to knock on, hasn't really been an issue because everything we do is made in Nicaragua. Okay. Except for our bands and yeah, cellophane yeah. and all that stuff. So that's. Okay. All right. Let's get to it. Let's light it up. Barry, what are we going to smoke? Yep. Today's first cigar is the All Saints St. Francis, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by All Saints Cigars. The size that we're lighting up is a six and a half by 52 Toro, and it features an Ecuadorian Oscuro wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and fillers. It is part of the Cigar Authority care package, and a single will set you back ten forty nine, while a box of 20 is two hundred five ninety nine. And if you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Okay, this is your latest and greatest right now. It's time to cut our cigar, the official cutting, brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, <clears throat> tradition, and excellence. Excellence. All right. Hey, Dave, Whiskey Miser says that box-pressed cigars make his fingers look round. Yes. <laughs> I hope so. I like Tom Criswell's comment. It's a square peg for your round hole. Ah, square peg. <laughs> oh, God. Square peg, Mickey peg. Did he steal that from my mother? Yeah. Um, yeah? Yeah, actually, my cutter, my, my favorite cutter outside of um, doing our, our new torpedo, which is my is, um, factory cutter. So that's, what I, that's how I cut my cigar. Really? Yeah, factory cutter, my fingers. Oh, all right. They're all triple cap, so. All right. Okay, a little, little bit of barnyard on the on the cold draw <laughs> and, and a little a little sweetness. No, it's, it's, I know where you're going. There's a little mesquite. It's doughy. It's it's um, gingerbread dough. Hmm. Not the gingerbread cookie, but the dough before you do it. Nice for the fall. Tastes like smoke, you fucking asshole. Mm. Maybe a little a little fig. Little Bill, little Bill Burr there. I'm only going to answer in line, all my favorite lines from the show. Oh, all right. You are, you <laughs> are a listener. Them. I see you out there. I see you We're going to light our cigar today with the Cyclone by Vertigo. This is the OG lighter oh featuring. I love it. Three jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big ass tank. You got easy adjustment at the bottom for $12.99 at twoguyscigars.com or two for $20. That's the Cyclone by Vertigo. I actually. It's not, oh, God, I actually forget you told me the answer to this. Original Gangster. Oh, Original Gangster. Original Gangster, yeah. Hmm. I really like this lighter. I picked up a couple uh, during the events. And when you travel. That's called stealing. Just, fill, just <laughs> No, they charge me. pay for them. I don't even think I got the friends and family rate. Two for 20. I got, I don't know, it was uh, 65 bucks. I got some beef jerky. Yeah. I got a couple of lighters. Got that new Zycar. Do we have the best open. beef jerky at two guys? 
Um, You're a beef jerky guy. Tell the truth. It, the best beef jerky that two guys makes is two guys beef jerky. All right. Really? Huh. So wow. what's the best beef jerky there is out there? I went to a lot of different beef jerks before I get to that. Tell me so I can. Uh, I like your. I, I do like the the Fury. Uh, I was uh, talking to Jonathan, and my diet consists of when I'm on the road grinding, if I'm, especially if I'm by myself, is iced coffee, no sugar, <laughs> Diet Mountain Dew, beef jerky, and bananas. <laughs> so you're just trying to kill yourself. <laughs> no, it's all good. One yeah. meal at a time. I know. Potassium. You got protein. Protein. Let's just on. gloss right over the Diet Mountain Dew, which you could use to clean the terminals on your battery. What's that doing? You didn't your get insides? the regular Mountain Dew. It wakes Joe. me up so yeah. I can handle, yeah. you know, the the, the, the the ball busting I get You're every time. You're not a coffee guy? Yeah, no sugar, no carbs, I no am, calories? Yeah, I, I am. Um, I'll probably start drinking warmer coffee now that it's getting a little yeah. colder out. Okay. All right, so uh, this is the St. Francis, the uh, patron saint of animals and environment. Does that have anything to do with why St. Pat, St. Francis? I feel like the environment must have been added later on because <laughs> yeah. I don't think they gave a shit about the environment in the 1800s. It was a right, of- It was the 1800s, St. Francis? It's a little before that. Even better. Makes my argument. Hmm. Uh, he arranged the first Christmas Eve nativity scene. Who, Saint, Mickey did? St. Francis did. Oh, I- <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a vampire. So he was there for the birth of Christ? <laughs> the scene. The scene. The, the crash. Um, that was the first uh, retail marketing by the Catholic Church. <laughs> after the kid popped out. They needed something to sell. After the kid popped out, he said, and scene. No, no, no. He no. actually put it together after, and it becomes a thing. So he's, he's a marketing guy. Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where the story comes from. Yeah. So is the idea of, of All Saints Cigars is going to be all the different saints as you come out with different things? You know, we, we, we did. We thought about that. And um, I think I was either talking to Barry or Jonathan about this. There's one guy that just owns everything, right? Um, and that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother story. But well, Trademarks? Yeah, so there was a lot of saints that we were looking at that we really wanted. Uh, they, just couldn't, they were already out there. And some of them were obvious, like San Cristobal and you know, yeah, yeah. San Miguel. And those, those were obvious. And we were looking at that. And what happened was... We kind of gave up on it, to be honest with you. You know, we have dedication. We have some other names in the pipeline that we've trademarked. <clears throat> then our other behind-the-scenes due diligence to keep that going. But what happened was we actually were working on this cigar, and the blend was done before we had the name. And I was down there with my uh, partner, Frank Leo, and he's learning behind the scenes and all these different pieces, and we're going through the blending process. And I'm working with Amika down there and, and Lewis and, and, and Gerber, and a little bit of Hamlet. We're, we're going through this, and, and I was really, this, we're in an area of a cigar that I really wanted that we could take to market, that I thought we could take to market. Frank just fell in love with the cigar. I'm like, you know what? You put the same amount of commas into this business as I did. All right, we're going to go with it. So we get it. We decide that's a blend. So we have four solid blends that we know we take to market. We didn't necessarily have all the names and the trademarks yet. And I said, Frank, you know, when I was looking at the knockout list and all this and all the no's that we got, I didn't see St. Francis on it. Love to do St. Francis. There's so many different reasons behind that. And well, because you're obviously big into the environment and protecting animals. I don't know if I'm big into the environment. I'm, I just told you I'm drinking out of plastic <laughs> bottles. Yeah. You know. So, um, it's so sarcasm. Yeah. Oh, Jonathan, he's he's got that bread face all the time. Yeah. Um, so what we did is we uh, 
we got it. We got to a comfortable part of it, and we, we brought it to market. And it's, it's funny because Frank was the one that said, hey, listen, I want this blend that you were working on. And, you know, and he's really starting to learn tobacco. So I'm saying, okay, great. And we did it because we, we, we worked together hand-in-hand hand on many things. And the St. Francis was available, and we took it. And so, you know, it's always an upside-down story. Back in the old days, we had, we had buckets of – and you know my old days. We had buckets of names. We had buckets yeah. of packaging. And then we would retrofit a cigar into that. I do it the, the opposite way you're saying it is I know I want to come out with a brand called whatever it's going to be. Right. And now I'm in search for what does that taste like. Right. But you do it the opposite. Did you do that on, on all of them? Well, dedication was named before we that, that okay. was uh, dedication was definitely named. And that, actually, that line was named, and we we trademarked that under our, our, our parent company, but that um that was that was before we even knew our name was going to be All Saints. Okay. The the the, the story of dedication came from uh, All Saints came from that story. I, what I, what happened was we were sitting in the setting. It was me, Frank, and, and Martin, and I kept referring to all these people in my life as saints: David uh, Berkabile, the Berkey, yeah, my commandant when I was at Valley Forge Military Academy, uh, Frank. More importantly, he went to the Air Force Academy, Commandant. So that was the Toro. Huge, because I call everybody huge, a six by 60. Oh, I thought it was just me. No, huge. <laughs> um, and then uh, the coach was really a big nod to a high school coach and, a, and my football coach in college. I played Division three football. I was trying to go pro. Didn't really work out. He said, go get a job. <laughs> so that was one of the best advice, and I was working part-time in it. So... That you know, th- that's where that came from, and I kept saying, "This person's a saint. That person's a saint." And Martin said, "You know, well, Mickey, your formal name is Michael Saint Michael, Frank Saint Francis. Yeah. Actually, his formal name is Franklin." Um, and then we looked at him, we're like, "There's no freaking Saint Martin." He goes, "Yeah, there is. There's islands named after him." And we're yes. like, yeah, and we just started laughing, and from there, we're like, "We really love all saints and what it encompassed. It, why have one saint when you could have them all?" You know, so yeah, that was. Um, so the the, the the theme, the impetus, but it's also we want to have a compelling story that's behind everything that we do. So, um, and this the, happened three years before the brand even comes out. This whole beginning, yeah. Well, the, we we had the name in like eighteen and stuff like that. But, yeah. But, 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 okay. Yeah. But the blends weren't the the blends weren't finalized until early um, nineteen. So okay. walk us through that process. You get the blend finalized. Do you pick your sizing at that point and say to the factory yes i yes. want you to make x number and is there a specific number that the factory says if it's not if it's not more than this number a thousand boxes we're not interested is there any of that going well on? yeah to a certain extent so exclusively you know who we're working with so all our stuff is made in the tabacusa factory and yes. one of the reasons that 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 cross that we have in the shield is the saint james cross he's the patron saint of pilgrimage and of um of nicaragua you know, pilgrimage 20 years in the business, out quietly back in for a couple of years, and then formally in 19 kind of got it out there. So, uh, and then more importantly, like all our stuff is made in Nicaragua at this point. And we just thought that was a great, you know, not that. So th- what we had is, yeah, there, there were certain expectations of what our purchases were going to be. So I think that's answering your question. Yeah, in a roundabout way. I mean, you kind of dodged it, but I'll let you see. Uh, yeah, yeah, so there are minimums. Yeah, there's natural minimums. So it's, especially when you do your tobacco purchases, you have to have some kind of – he's got to have some kind of expectations. Yeah. So are you, are you buying tobacco specifically for your blends or are you relying on the factory? They have tobacco and that's what you're working with. Uh, 
70-30. So 70, you know, I'm looking at the library of tobacco that Rocky and his team will let me, um, I don't, because I don't even talk to Rocky when we come to the blends. Um, not that, I mean, we talk about a million other things, mostly legislation. But, uh, so 70%, I would say, maybe 80% is coming from their library of tobaccos. Now, there's certain tobaccos that Rocky won't let me use, because he needs them for yeah, his. Yeah, sure. He takes yeah, so what's available to me? Yeah, right? yeah, there's certain things that, yeah. you know. Uh, cause don't I, don't I, worry about this mind. We'll always have plenty. You're right. Yeah. And, and, then, and then there's a price that's involved with that, too. So yeah. you can attach to it. And some, um, so, yeah. So, so that's all up front. So, so very quickly, um, to those that don't know you that's out there, you started in the cigar industry working in a retail store. Then you started working for a major manu- cigar manufacturer, which was Davidoff. Um, and we're talking about Davidoff in the early days yeah. coming into the U.S. market. I helped him go from a broker to a direct sales force. Okay. Uh, then moving over to CAO. Yes. Over there, all the way to the to, to the sale. Yes, uh, and I made it one year past the sale. So okay. <laughs> so so you with General Cigar? No, the- no, no, no. So what happened with the sale? is actually in the press releases, I think it even said Henry Winterman's or Cafe yes. Creme. Nobody right. even really knew who Scandinavian Tobacco was at the time. So one year later, um, unbeknownst to me, and I kind of figured it was happening anyways, they definitely decided to move. They didn't know what they were going to do with us because there was a talk about us dabbling with, with some of the mass market things as well. And uh, You guys were a pretty righteous team. I mean, you could move we products. Were, uh, you had... Dude, you had it, concepts that no best. one else had. I will tell you to this day, it is the best team that's ever existed in Absolutely. my I knowledge of this industry. I agree. All the way from the top down yeah. to everybody in the front line. But listen, the, the partners we had down in the factories. Everything. Scandinavian came to the U.S. and they looked at everybody. And they, I happened to be in Miami the day they, they um, let it out that they ended up buying you guys. And... A whole bunch of manufacturers, vertically integrated manufacturers, were like bullshit because they bought a company with three letters that did not produce their own cigars. And they go, why did they do it? And I go, they bought it because look at the marketing Serious. that this company yes. ended yeah. up doing. Uh, was unbelievable. Well, there's a little bit behind the scenes. I mean, they did purchase the Toronto factory, which was doing a lot of our production at the end. And that was the, that sale was better on, on, the, on the tonnage that we we're bringing out of that factory too that the the value of that factory was us i'm sorry that yeah if you left, it off if you left that what's going to end up happening to that yeah correct absolutely so that's what ends up happening so so the, what happened was they decided unbeknownst to me uh, i don't really like talking this to the consumer level the retailer level understands it i was the first to go in one year every virtually everybody was gone except for the some of the sales force that i assembled yeah that had never been in the industry before, and you look at them today, and it's just so great. And I used to call them rhinos to see what these rhinos are doing today. It's freaking amazing. Yeah. Um, and they decided to move to Richmond. They said in one year, like I, I heard this right after I left, one year they're moving to Richmond, and then that's when all the other people that you know I was teamed up with uh, were and, gone. And that's when you went got out of the business completely. Yeah, I kind of freaked out. Were you uh, soured? Yeah, uh, not sour. I was soured with... Ha- you know, it's. Uh, I merely read that book. Who moved my cheese? But um, yeah, I was. Uh, I talk about it sometimes. I'll be uh, completely honest with about. It. You know, Winston Churchill called it the black dog. The black dog was in my lap every night, and uh, I said, "I have three beautiful daughters and a wife that I moved to Nashville to follow my dreams." Yeah, 
I got to provide them a life that they deserve and that not that something was a reflection on me. So there was really no place for me to go in the industry at that point. And also, remember, we're just, we are on the verge of the it, great... It's, it's not true. I mean, I think anybody would have grabbed you at that point. I, I was shocked to hear that you got out, and I said, oh, my God, I can't believe that, he, that he's out. So happy when I, when I heard you were coming back. Yeah. I thought you were gone for a long period of time. It looked yeah, like you were it, coming back. It was a decent amount of time, and I was still touching. So, and, and that, um, so what I did is I, it was time for me to get my family in a place, and I, I, said, we're, you know, I looked at my wife, and I said, we're going back to the Mid-Atlantic, specifically Philadelphia, because I had strong ties down in D.C. as well. And actually, the impetus of this whole company started there. And it was to start over. And I had a very good friend by the name of Peter Sims, who was in a very powerful position, uh, powerful, but a top position at Lincoln Financial, and gave me the ability to go back, train, get my licenses, and a year of training on a desk with 29-year-olds. And a year later to the day, I was on the streets wholesaling mutual funds. Yeah. I intensively, it was harder than grad school. By the time, also, and then at the same time, trying to get my license, I was finishing up my master's at the University of Pennsylvania. Wow. So um, that was, uh, and I just, and it was good. I got my family up and running. We got on track, but, you know, there was always something missing. And um, it, it was I'm like, if I'm going to work these hours, <laughs> let's go back to the brand and a couple of my partners, my two partners who were behind me who wanted to do it right away. After this happened, he goes, you know everybody, you spent time right. in the factories. Let's do it. I didn't have one creative thought in my mind. I didn't. I didn't smoke a cigar for a year. Yeah, just soured from the whole experience. Yeah. So I, I really yeah, wasn't mad what... at anybody. Maybe in certain points, I was at a certain person. But I, you know, I still talk to Tim. We talk around our, our birthdays a little bit on Facebook. Yeah. Here and there. Our wives still chat. Well, we all. We John all, Huber, I talk to on a consistent basis. You know? We all look at ourselves like you know. I, I'm a, I'm at a, a fairly high position in this company. And you start to believe that your shit doesn't stink and you start to believe kind of the hype around you as a person, like I'm unfireable. And then you realize, no, I, we're all expendable. Oh, I knew. I, the the I, company I, can go on without Dave. The show can go certainly go on. It's better without him. It's shorter. Much shorter. I never thought that. I, I, I've always had that fear that somebody's bigger and badder around the corner. Just what can you do to be so compelling that nobody needs to look around the corner? Sure. So I don't think I ever had, if I did have that arrogance at one point, I'm sorry for thinking that. What I had was a tremendous amount, a tremendous amount of confidence that this is what I was going to do with this company for the rest of my life. My, my youngest daughter, Molly, was actually born in Nashville. We took her back to the Philadelphia area. She was born November 2nd, we, around Thanksgiving. To I said, tell your parents we're not coming home for Christmas. We're coming home for Thanksgiving, and we're getting Molly baptized so she can be baptized in the same church that her sisters were born in. I wanted her to have a little bit of Philly, yeah, something consistent with her sisters because we didn't we you didn't know just we given her a cheesesteak and moved on. Yeah. And by the way, can I just say something really quick to my oldest daughter? Uh, my oldest daughter today, uh, Rose for LaSalle, and she is premier racing today at two thirty. Uh, and sorry, I'm not there, but uh, I'm here. I'm sorry, yeah, you're not there yeah, too. Yeah, but. Uh, I, Thanks I, for I, sharing I, your dad with us. I uh, I just talked to her this just before I came on the show. I ran out to my car to talk to her and said, "Yeah, tell him who owns the river." So she's down at the head of the Schuylkill today, and uh, great luck to her and all the girls at uh, LaSalle. Yeah, absolutely. Thank yeah. you for that, by the way. No, please. Uh, all right. So tell us about your lineup, what you have today, not in the future, but what exists for All Saints Cigars right now. The whole lineup. Yeah. So what we have right at market right now is a dedication, which I think we talked about. That's in five Vitolas. Um, 
And then right now we have the St. Francis, which is in four Vitolas. And I, you know, the question you asked before, I could roll back into this. Yes, all my Vitola shapes were anchored to that side because of predicate. Ah, there we go. When we made those decisions and put those in the Escaparate, the drying room, and all those pieces, we were still in a predicate mode. Yeah. The box count had to be the same, and the Vitola shape and size had to be the same. Since that, now I got the torpedo, which I love, is the 5x54 that we call the miter. Uh, we'll have a couple other different Vitolas. So, yes, I'm sorry. That was, I knew I wasn't answering all your questions, but there yes. We so, we have, we have nine at market. We'll have. In, the, then, in the round on the dedication. In the box press as a St. Francis. Yeah, so the round cigars in both my lines are the 6x60 that we call huge. We, yep. call, that, we call that Vitola huge in both of those. And uh, the miter is a 5x54 round. It's got a nice thick mouthpiece on it. Kind of reminds me of the old PG Bellicoso a little bit. Yeah, if you took Mary, a Bellicoso and a, and a fat torpedo. Remember the old uh, Fonseca's? Yeah. Those, that short, fat. Oh, I used to love those yeah. when I was at, at Georgetown Tobacco. I'm trying to think of what the number was on that number ten. I got it back in my retail days. Yeah. I can tell you everything. Yeah, well, I forget, but it, it's great to have somebody that's gone through everything they went through, and then they end up starting a business. And we're going to get to that in the next half hour of what does it cost to do it and surprises that came out that you think you got it all because you've you've sat in in the chair and all the stuff happened beside you, but there's got to be something that missed. Um, Right now, your business, is it more or less than what you expected as the two-year mark? Yeah, I think I referred to this a little bit. We're about 10% ahead of where we're going to be after year one. So What you envisioned. Yeah, and you know, to add a little caveat to that is, you know. D- despite what you went through. So who knows what would have happened if, if the COVID thing didn't end up happening. Yeah, so you know, if you look at it from you know, the standpoint where a lot of retailers that I talked to, they said it was the worst two months that they ever had. Yeah. Uh, in the history of their company. But when you had them reflect on the entire year, they said it was the best year they had in many years. That's great if you're an existing brand and people can go in, touch, feel, and you guys, great staff. I've spent uh, two days with you guys yeah. and uh, how they interact and, and really uh, are consulting with, with the consumer. Nobody could do that. Yeah. So if you didn't know me or if you weren't watching these many shows that I was getting invited on, yeah. you had no idea I existed. So let me ask you that. So you were in the industry, you were out there for a little while, but everybody knew who you were that was in the business for a while. Did they greet you with open arms? Most have, most have. That's great to hear. Um, there's some that I'm really surprised that I helped them through some financial times, and you guys know who you are, uh, some really shitty financial times. Yeah. And I walk through the door, and they're like, I don't have room for you right now. Oh, yeah. And uh, you know who you are. I mean, it's just... Uh, that kind of that kind of hit. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one dagger. Hey, you're not going to be everything to everybody. I was talking to Jonathan yeah, about that. It's earlier, not a but, financial thing, but it kind of hurt your heart a little bit yeah. because you thought that one was. Oh, that's for sure. One guy blew my mind. Was a guy that helped me so much, and I said, "Listen, I'm not doing this for anybody. I know you're really having a hard time with everything that's going on. I'll give you unlimited terms. You pay me when you pay me. I just want to be in your store. I want to have that presence." And he said, "No." Wow. Ugh. That was that was the. Um, we could talk after the show about these unlimited terms you're talking about. <laughs> no, I knew I was opening a can of worms on that credit card. To start that right. conversation. No, it, it it is sad, and um, I, I hear it. But overwhelmed more often. But let's not let one bad dot take Correct. out this big beautiful circle that yep. it's in. That the, so that's amazing, and you know what? That's a good thing. Let me earn the right. Like every, you know, I want this is forever. That's not forever, but you know. 
I want that slow. Yeah, steady climb. growth. Yeah, steady if you go up slow, you come down slow. So you don't. It's yeah. not going to be a, a crash and burn. Yeah. Correct. I don't want that. No, no. All right. Uh, all early thoughts here on All Saints cigars, flavor notes, things. Uh, Ed Sullivan, you liking this? You haven't smoked yet. Uh huh. Oh, I haven't spoke. I thought you said smoke. No. I'm, I'm smoking away over You're smoking here. away. And when, when I'm quiet, it usually means I, I'm enjoying it I, more. And I'm going to you first, because if I was to smoke the cigar, I'd say this is up Ed Sullivan's alley. It's a little it too is. big for you, but it's up your alley as far as strength. You know, for uh, Ring Gauge, though, once it's box-pressed, then it makes it more accessible for us big Ring Gauge haters. One to ten on a strength scale. Uh Right now, it's feeling like six and a half. I'm at seven, so we're only a half away over there. Barry, what do you think? Uh, I'm getting a little bit of milk chocolate, raisins, and some red pepper on the finish. And uh, I think it's about a six on the strength check. And I put a poll on the uh, YouTube chat. And uh, 69% giggity say it's between four and six. Oh, get out of Why here. Why 25% say it's between seven and nine? All I couldn't do 10 numbers. So yeah, I had a, all these macho yeah. men of, of, I don't know, I think it says, no, if I say it's lower, it makes me more macho or something. Yeah, yeah. it does. Why, Dave, I would love to weigh in on the cigar. I see you trying to <laughs> skip me over here. Uh, I'm picking up a, a subtle note of sweet tarts. There's a nice little balance between what I'm detecting. Is this Jalapa sweetness? It tastes like fucking smoke. You're tasting some smoke, you fucking no, asshole. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, so yeah. Uh, on this one, Jalapa, uh, uh, I have in dedication. This one, I have Condega, so it should be uh, a little bit of salt forward on that. Not getting the salt yet. Yep. Medium plus. Everybody's there, medium yeah, plus. Six. Yeah. And even the guys that voted six four to is six, not really they said medium six. plus. You're still in if the. Medium is. Four so to six is medium. Okay. Ugh. So I'm, still in my early, so I'm still in my early 50s? Seven to eight, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's medium plus. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm in my late 50s. I'm 61. Very yeah. late, late 50s. But Got a full head of hair. Yeah, so I got that going for me. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to dig into the real costs, operating costs to own your cigar brand. I'm asked this question all the time. You want to get into the cigar business? You want to own your cigar brand? What is the cost... It's Halloween time, and it might scare you of the startup cost that it does to start a cigar brand. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua. The Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. 
It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar-making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. What's going on? This is Robert Kelly from Medfit, Massachusetts, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. I hope they have me back. I think I swore too much. He definitely swore too much. He did. We're back, and we're smoking All Saints Cigars. This is the St. Francis Habano Oscuro Toro with Mickey Pegg from All Saints Cigars. Oscuro, the darkest, highest priming. It, 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 it tends to be. You still have to color code it, so it's, yeah. But 
obviously. Okay. Yeah. Just so that people understand. So people always ask, what does it cost to make a cigar brand? They want to start a cigar brand. So we want to get down to the answers. I can tell them about retail. I never really broke it down when it comes to what does it cost to start a cigar brand up. You just did it two years ago. You need startup costs, you need ongoing expenses, and you need work and capital to get going. What's the baseline, you think? You're going to start a brand like yours. We don't have to know what yours really costs and get down to it. Uh, but you better come in with some money and partners if you don't have the money, right? You yeah. Have, you have partners because you need the money. Yeah, so uh, to, to steal from one of your uh, fans that wrote in and wrote a line, uh, I – I uh, I rather be doing deep squats in a cucumber patch than answer this question. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite. Yeah, from your letters. Well, you mentioned uh, earlier commas the, that your partner was responsible for the same amount of commas. How many commas are we talking? Yeah, you know, I probably won't get into that. But uh, <laughs> are you going to answer any questions today? No, I'll tell you what. You do. There's two things you definitely need to start this, and one of this I've heard from my retailers many times is. A tremendous amount of stupidity and, uh, and time. A tremendous amount of time. And I think the biggest thing is to have the memory of a goldfish. You know, uh, 10 seconds. You had a great, you know, things are going bad. So what? Now what? What are you going to do to make it better? You're having a great day. So what? Now what? What are you going to do to make it better? You know, keep, to keep that engine going. How much truth is in the line if you want to make a million dollars in the cigar industry? 1, start with two million. Uh, you're uh, right on the number. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're right on the number. The number one reason why most businesses fail, all businesses, it doesn't matter what it is, is they don't have enough work and capital to begin with. Correct. So they start. So the only way it's going to work out is 100% of everything has to work as smooth as can be. There can't be any bump in the road. If there is, you're gone. So Correct. you should not start that way because there are going to be bumps in the road. Correct. Who the hell would have thought COVID-19, I've been around for 61 yeah. years. I never heard of such a thing that businesses got shut down, and here it does. If you didn't have money behind you, you did. Right. So you know, one of the things I'll talk about is so when you, when you, when you go through – the anatomy of starting a business from scratch. One of the things people leave out, and I had an old professor that just pounded it in, pounded it in, pounded it into you, is that you need a what-if bucket. Yes. The what-if bucket, and you take your marketing budget, what you think your marketing budget is, times it by two, and then put a little bit more in there, and that's your what-if bucket. There we go. We... Almost had a dip into our what if bucket, and we maybe touched it a little bit, yeah. you know, during the COVID situation. But I will tell you, there was a lot of capital spends that we were getting ready to do that we did not do that we were right at the wire. Thank God, nobody's thanking God that COVID happened. Yeah, but the timing for us and some of the decisions that we were making, it couldn't have been a better time, knowing that we were not we were we were we were all gas. You know, we're going. We're you know. We're going no matter what. And we through the whole process, we're trying to readjust and look what we were doing and looking at our, our, you know, our, our infrastructure. We never thought that we were going to step away from this. Well, it's a, it's a catch-22, isn't it? Because you have a marketing budget so that you can get the name out there. Mm -hmm. COVID happens. And I saw it at curbside. People are asking for the legacy brands because that's what they know. Correct. When they can walk around the store and they see – the St. Francis cross on the, the lid of the box, oh, that's a pretty cool-looking lid. 
I'm going to try that. They can't see shit from the parking lot. Yeah. So no. now it's going to be, well, what are the legacy brands? What do I know? What do I know I've smoked and liked? Because this purchase has to be safe. At the same time, though, I couldn't believe that I heard from some big manufacturer, I'll leave him nameless, and I thought, oh, he's fine because he's been around a long time. He's got lots of money. He's all set. And the bigger they are, the harder they fall mm -hmm. because these guys have so many employees and so much infrastructure. Very tough. This thing slows down. They need a million dollars every month, and this isn't coming in. And, oh, my God, they're bleeding out a million dollars a month. As, as I had three retail stores going, holy God, I've been around now 37 years, and I was watching the, the numbers go down and down oh, yeah. and down, and I'm like, holy shit, it was like just watching the clock yeah. go backwards, and I'm like, wow, I got probably two or three more months, and I'm in big, big trouble. Never thought I'd get there. I, I don't live week to week. I had plenty put aside, but who the hell thought they were going to yeah. close me down? When, you know, when we put this together, we knew that there was short, medium, long-term planning that was happening. And I knew that I really wasn't going to be getting a paycheck for a while. Yeah. So um, sometimes I do, sometimes well, I like don't. you like ramen noodles and bananas, so it's, it's good. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, – <laughs> so it, from that standpoint – and we're a lean company right now. Yeah. Spend your money on what's important that's going to take you to market. So – the tobacco, the cigar, the cigar, the quality of the cigar, that, the you know, the packaging. You, you, you can't let off the packaging, but we also don't have to do glass humidors, though, either. You so, drove here. Yeah. It's a long ride. Yep. But you end up hitting a bunch of accounts on the way yeah. here. You turn it into a business trip as opposed to jump on a plane. And, you know, some of these companies jump on a private plane, you know, yeah. and. Well, we. If we get if we can get a private flight in our portfolio one day, we'll use it. Yeah, <laughs> just be careful because sometimes birds hit the windshield, and it, it does make a great excuse uh, for blowing off an event. But well, at least he sent he sent a picture. So yes, he did. He did. That was so. the best of best. So you start with a business plan, mm -hmm. right? In order to do that, research has to be done. I know you were in the cigar business, but you were out for a long time. Did you have to study the industry and say this is different than it was when I left? Yeah, we did. How um, many years were you out? Uh, I don't know. If you looked at my LinkedIn, those dates are pretty accurate. So I think I got out around nine or ten, and then got back in quietly seventeen, formally in nineteen. So almost ten years. Yeah. Almost ten years. All right. Lot, lot ch changes in. The yeah, decade. there was a tremendous amount of changes, but there's there was, but everything's still the same. Okay. Um, right. At what point did you get a bill, say for bands, and go, "Holy shit, this is real." Um, <laughs> I listened to that show. That was freaking hilarious. Uh, me and Frank actually commented on that afterwards. But yeah, surprising, uh, right? Yeah, cigar bins, printing yeah, can't yeah. be that bad. Well, what's funny is when you're sitting there and you do like a per unit cost, and you're going through all the line items. You go, oh, what's what, what's a penny? You know what? We'll call it a penny. Yeah, let's call it a penny. Now, that's a little bit lower yeah. than you. You know, let's call this a penny. No. Oh. You know, and I'm like, I'm just breaking all the rules I learned in the financial world. One percent is one percent is one is no basis points. You talk basis points yeah. because when you get out of volume, basis points become a percent, right? Yeah. And um, there's a hundred basis points, and uh, and then you got sub basis points. You talk about overnight trading and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I'm like, and then when you get the the bulk bill, and you go, huh? Oh. That a hurts. penny is a lot of freaking money. Comes out to thirty thousand um, dollars. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So those all all those line items. Are, you know what? Anybody can look at and say, "Hey, listen, this is a line item. We just got to figure out how to put a cost into that scenario." 
what, what, what you can't do is put a cost in, you know, the time that you put into that, you know, so uh, the research, the, the trademarks yes. that you talk about, that yeah. takes a tremendous amount of time. You got lawyers, you got, you got, yeah. uh, um, licenses that you have to do you have to do insurance well i think to your point it's not a this is not a nine to five job for you you are the owner much like dave this is seven days a week from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed and often i'm sure you dream about it and you wake up and you've got some unresolved issues you got to deal with from those dreams if i could if i could fall asleep especially on the road and i could dream that's a blessing um I think anybody, I don't care if you work for a corporate structure and it is a nine to five job and you only work nine to five and you don't have any other kind of side gig, you're doing yourself a disfavor. Yeah, you're cheating yeah. yourself. You're, you're, you're cheating. You're, 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 I always thought that there are, and maybe I was either cursed or blessed with FOMO, you know, so I see it in one of my daughters. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, I was always afraid of missing out. Yeah. And there's so much things that I can bring to the table that I know just from sitting around listening to conversations. All right, so um, here's a quick list of uh, startup costs. is the business plan, the research, the borrowing costs, insurance, licensing, permit fees, technology expenses, equipment, supplies, advertising, promotion, employee expenses, additional startup considerations, development of your financial strategy with an advisor. Uh, that is all before you end up getting to your ongoing expenses that happen every single month. You got to pay your rent for your office space. So you got soft costs and hard yeah, costs. Yeah. yeah. So, so you know all that stuff. Oop. Did all those startups? I have the cigar brand. I'm all set. Um, they are going to start producing more cigars for you. You haven't sold one cigar yet, but you need to get these backed up. You can't wait until you, like a a retailer gets low on the cigars and say, okay, send me some more. No, that whole production has to start up so that they're ready for you when you need them. Yeah, so I think one of the things that people think about is where they spend their money in all the wrong places. So, um, you know, I saw it a little bit when I was dabbling in the political world before I actually got my job at Davidoff when I was part-time at Georgetown Tobacco, you know, these elections. And I didn't softly watch them like the Huffington race on California. Tens of millions of dollars at that race and she lost. Yeah. So money is not the answer to everything. Yeah. It, does it, is it an integral part? Hell yeah. That's, I mean, that's what we're doing. But put it in the right buckets. And from the very beginning, number one was our cigar and the way it was presented. Yeah. That's the number one bucket for us. And then, you know, we have different rankings of how we do, and that's proprietary to us. But that, that, that's what was important to us. And, um, you know, you joked about the T-shirts. That's our <laughs> – that and I have Ziplocs. Yeah. I have some stickers. I got, and I can't believe a freaking three-cent sticker. People, like, go gaga over it. I go, Can I have a sticker? I go, at least buy the cigar, would you? Yeah, yeah. Buy one. I'll give you a sticker. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted a sticker without buying the cigar. I go, why do you want a sticker if you're not going to buy the cigar? I do yeah, find it amazing. Gro- grown men looking for a, a sticker. Uh, I, I, I'm slapping them on my travel humidors too. So yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm that grown man. Well, it's funny because with golf balls, I have them down, and if I'm having some time to myself, I'm the putt and watching things and drinking some beer and get these little. I got well, golf balls places I play, places I want to play, and I'm always moving around. And my wife's like, "You're a grown ass man. What are you doing?" I'm like. That's like it's grown man matchbooks, you know, you know, with the little cars. You but, know. but coming from Davidoff, 
who spend some serious money. Yeah. And then CAO, who had very unique stuff that they came out with and all that stuff. One thing I was afraid of when you ended up starting was, oh, my God, you, you were with these companies that had lots of money and spent it. And then you're going to come out, and if you try to live the way they did, you're in big trouble. We've seen some big c- people with lots of money come in the cigar industry, right. blow it all, and leave the cigar industry very quietly. Yeah, we, we saw a couple at the show this year. So uh, we don't know if they blow it up yet. But, but you know, So you learn from everything in your travels. And yep. obviously, if you look at some of my packaging, you can see where some of the influences, if you hear me talk about some of my tobacco styles and the things that I'm working with, you can see those influences. Uh, to talk about Davidoff and CAO, um, the biggest lesson that I learned from both of them was that you can deliver, if done correctly, a champagne product at a champagne price. And that's what they, they've done. And I think they're, there's, there'll be somebody naysaying whatever I'm saying, but I, I think they're still doing that. And you yeah. know what? They're going to make mistakes, and that's what you guys come to and help them with. CAO delivered a champagne product on a beer budget. Yeah. Behind the scenes of what John Huber did from a marketing standpoint of where we had that uh, that a pr- presence in the industry. Now, you know, you talk about the Sopranos deal. We didn't make a nickel on that cigar, but it also, it boosted yeah. people. Uh, th- that was a boost. Um, and all the, re- you, know, th- you know, having the whole cast at our dinner table, the night to remember and all yeah. that stuff that was big. Um, oh, but there's behind the scenes. You got a concert at the trade show. <coughs> well, Leonard Skinner. Yeah, gave away trips on the on the Concord, and uh, oh, but those were all. So there's God. a lot of horse trading that's going on well, in the background, yeah. not just throwing checks at stuff. Yeah, and there was well, that's to- that seems like the marketing plan was okay. Let's find this grandiose idea. Now let's figure out a way to make it work, not just not pay throwing for it. money. Exactly. Correct. Brainstorming on how to make it work, and that's what and that's one of the things that we talk about a lot. Me and my two partners um, have a lot of friends in a lot of places, and we're trying to figure out how we can leverage those relationships. All right, so these other guys that I don't know, and I I met them at the trade show, but oh, you met one of them, yeah. um, I don't know of them in the cigar industry, but they have brought something else to the table. Correct, correct. That's the idea of it. So I'll talk about the one you probably you don't hear about the most, who's actually the godfather of my, my, my daughter, Tierney. So for only person that's a godparent in our family that's not a family member. Okay. Um, old, dearest friend from college, uh, Martin Corboy. Rest, he's more of a restauranter. And he does some other behind-the-scenes consulting on, on marketing. Right. Uh, nothing like, um, not when you see these New York marketers. He's he's more of a consigliere or a consultant to some, some high-profile guys. Okay. And he uses that money to... Because restaurants have always been his ballywick. He actually introduced Frank and I back in my CIO days. Frank had just gotten out of the Air Force Academy, and he was actually stationed in, um, I think he was in Delaware at that time. Yeah, because we met down in Dewey Beach. That's why we call it kind of a DC kind of start. Okay. And I used to send him cigars to Afghan- when he was stationed in oh. Afghanistan. And he would horse trade the cigars for beer. And he was very well loved by his leadership. Right. <laughs> and he was kind of a hellion at the academy, but he was very well loved. And I would send him cigars. He would horse trade with the Australians because they had a two-beer limit. Okay. And they would go sit on the pallets of beer. We got we to give him on some time to tell the story. It's, it's freaking hilarious. Um, and he was one of the guys, uh, and he was with Accenture. He did a lot of other stuff. He's on his own now, private entrepreneur, uh, and is basically uh, – 
handles all the financials, the CFO, if you want to give a title, um, you know, cash flow, whatever. Like, all right, good. So that's kind of like once a month, let's, let's see the financials. So, something you didn't do on the cigar side. I didn't really. I, I had. I was responsible for it, but I didn't do it. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that the big difference is you know, people said, well, you did it before. And I go, what's your version of doing it before? I would work for a company that delivered champagne on a champagne budget. Um, and I helped them go from a broker to a direct sales force, which was kind of, it, it was an unusual thing at that time. And it was just, um, it was, it really put me in the light of that company and I was doing travel for them. So that was, that was good. The next company had a foundation. Now, were they eight times the sales? Uh, by the time I walked out the door, 10 times the sales, 10 times, 10 times the sales. And, and the rumored EBITDA was like one and a half, you know, I, yeah. whatever the number is. So, uh, yeah, so Jono had already started, you know, w- you know, with the Meerschaum pipes and the pipe tobacco yeah. in 1968, and then he went on to the cigars. The gold was out there. A couple other brands were coming out. Eileen was involved, very instrumental on in taking that yeah. next step. Tim comes back from California. That John Huber was already in the um, already in the operation. Started out in shipping and became marketing. And look at him yeah. today, what he does with his marketing. Yeah. And his blends that he works with. Yeah, it was an unbelievable company. Yeah. And, and, unbelievable and, to watch the growth of, of what happened there. Wow. And, and the names of all these people that, you know, that that you don't even know that maybe you knew at the show. or Yeah. Uh, everybody had had a dynamic personality, and we really gelled together as one great, fantastic team. And that's the success I wish for you. I hope it ends up happening. Yeah. So – uh, I always say it's 10 years to build a cigar company. Uh, you're an overnight success if you've done it in 10 yes. years. We, we've seen it. E- even with CAO, it took that long to end up becoming who they were, even longer if you go back to the pipes and all that Yeah, stuff. but they had a foundation. They had yes. some work, and it wasn't like they said, oh, from scratch. I said, "That's a, now I'm still mixing the concrete. I want to get this. I got to get this foundation yeah. down. So what's the 10-year plan? Where do, where do you see this company 10 years from now? Well, before 10 years, what I would like to see is that we're something that you have to have. There we go. In the sense that, you know, hey, listen, you walk in, retailer, I have to have All Saints in there. And it comes in and somebody's not just super brand loyal, as you know, and that's great. That makes the market and we want those as well. I have to put, I got to put a couple All Saints into my bag. That's what we want to be. Legacy in the sense that... um, you know that we're here, and you know we're here, and we want to be a part of that and grow with grow with our with our consumers and our retailers. My biggest thing is that the specialty things and stuff like that. That's just a hard thing to chase, and you work so hard to get it on a blend. And let's get that let's get that to market and let's, let's get a stability out there. So there we go. So I'm tasting a little Caesar salad. Oh, no. <laughs> wrong cigar. Yeah, yeah. You guys are on the wrong cigar today. This is uh, Mickey got into the, uh, you, if you're looking for him in the Cigar Authority cookbook, it's the, it's the last, last page. It's the last page, <laughs> only because he was the last one to come in, but you came in. You made it. Uh, I, I can't believe you let me in there after uh, <laughs> uh, after all the shit I put Ed through. But no, so it's my wife's recipe that she got from her mother, uh, Mimi, Joyce, Tierney, uh, that my my wife has been making since she was a little kid. All right, and uh, she has the wooden bowl and has. Don't the give us, don't give out the recipe. People have to buy the. the right, but she does. It. She does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. But she starts with the big wooden bowl and yeah. and puts the sauce in there. Uh, I'll try to do this story really quick. We first start dating. It was right out of college. We went to college together, and I said, um, 
everybody's like, have you met Kim? Kim Kearney. She's, she's beautiful. She's red hair, blue eyes, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. Where'd she go to school? It was Catholic University. I'm like, oh, the Catholic girls are all psychos. What I mean, Catholic girls, like Catholic University. Yeah. I never, I always dated girls from other schools when I was in college. So we start dating. We fall in love, blah, blah, blah. We're not even like falling in love yet. And she goes, I want to have you over for dinner. And she's going to have me over for dinner. She's going to make me a steak. She's going to make the Caesar salad. This is all she has in her mind. Yeah. So I go over to the house. And um, the backstory is we were on homecoming court together. And the football players were allowed to be on the field for halftime, but they had to go in after they announced the homecoming. She won homecoming. Okay. So all I remember is I ran in halftime and blah, blah, blah. Fast forward, we're on this date that we're having at her house. She lived in a group house. All the girls had to leave. We had this date. She goes, well, I'm gonna, she brings me a glass of champagne. loves champagne. I'm like, all right, where's the whiskey? Um, and she's like, I want to make Caesar salad. I'm going to make the steak. We're going to have dessert. But first, I want to show you a video of our first kiss. I said, that's it. I am freaking out of here. I told you, these Catholic girls are psychos. She's got a video of our first kiss. And I'm getting, she goes, no, no, calm down. Calm down. She's got this VH thing. She goes, just watch this. And I'm like, I'm just chugging the whiskey. I'm like, she puts it in. Her father had recorded the halftime thing of her winning homecoming queen. And what I did before I ran in halftime, I just ran over and gave her a, a congratulatory kiss. Okay. When I went in, I was like, Thank God, because I really okay. like this girl. Because <laughs> if it was like us at the Irish Times or something down in D.C., a place we all hung yeah, out with. Other somebody was, was filming it, no, right? I'm like, I'm, this is done. So, All right, final thoughts here on the All Saints. St. Francis, Habano, Oscuro, Toro, Barry. So quick question. Uh, people in the chat room have asked, uh, what does Pax E. Bodum mean on the side of the band? Uh, Pax, I'll sign a lot of boxes, Pax, uh, which – Practice me up that I sign boxes. Uh, peace and goodness. That's uh, one part of St. Francis. Beautiful. Well, I'm definitely peaceful, and this is goodness, so it fits in more ways than one. Thank you. I do a lot of dry aging at home, and if you take a dry-aged <laughs> ribeye steak, you, you, of course, you salt it. It goes in the fridge for a few days, and as it starts to form that dry-aged crust before it starts to turn black, that's when I like to cook it. So you finish that up. It becomes medium-rare. And you slice it, and you finish it with a little truffle salt. That's what's going on at the halfway mark here, which, by the way, very slow smoke. Slow smoke. Uh, yeah. We're an hour into this thing almost. My God, halfway done. A lot of people in the chat room are saying <clears throat> definitely box-worthy on this cigar. There we go. There Thank we you. Go. Thank you. So you guys, you guys smoke shop in Salem? We're I got to pay for this eight-day trip. <laughs> you got to pay for what? This eight-day trip. No, there we go. Uh, Dave. Ted Hughes wants to know how long a Dave version of Mickey's story would oh, take. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he can talk, right? That's just good. And normally we'd say goodbye to you, but you, can you hang on? Stay, Hi, stay I, with us? No, I'd love to. Yeah, right. I love you guys. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we return, uh, last week I was in the Dominican Republic. I'll tell you what I learned and what the future holds in the Dominican Republic in the cigar industry as I see it. We're live at the Toscano Cigar Sound Stage, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Party. Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, the time, my friend, is now. For just $24.99, you'll get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke each one of those cigars on the Cigar Authority Podcast with you. I don't know if that's really a benefit. Sure it is. We will judge the construction, flavors, and review the cigars, and you can see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. 
four premium cigars delivered to you for $24.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up today. The Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast or better yet passionado cigar journal covers cigars in the u.s and around the world and is printed right here in the usa you owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine cigar journal available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website cigarjournal.com that's cigarjournal.com let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Justo and his father Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa Tobacco Farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. 
Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family center company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop to shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is Nicholas Molillo, a.k.a. Nicaragua, from Foundation Cigar Company. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back, and I'm just back from the Dominican Republic. What did I learn while I was there? What was going on? Welcome back, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. Mickey Pegg is still with us, and uh, I don't know if you like to smoke other people's cigars. Oh, absolutely. I I started out in retail. I'm still like a guy. I still horse trade with all my buddies. All right. Um, so what do we have here for a second cigar, Barry? Uh, I don't know. It's called the <laughs> Yaya Bagua. It looks like a 6x52 Toro, but I don't have any information on All this. All right, baby. so this is one that I took back from the Dominican, and I want to let you know that it is fresh, that it has not been aged or anything like that, but this is something that interests me while I was there. There were different sizes, but I grabbed, uh, I was lucky I grabbed five of them, um, as I was leaving, and I said, uh, I, I smoked it while I was there, but I said, okay, uh, this is something I'm interested in the future. So um, th- there's some association here with the feng shui type of deal. There's something here with the Tainio Indians. Um, the bagua is an element, and if you look on the side of it, there's the elements of wind and sun, and this is water, um, which is bagua. Uh, either way, I like the cigar very much, and um, we're going to see what ends up happening with it. This is made um, at the Maya Cubana um, <laughs> factory, and this man that works there, his name is Gia, and he owns a company called Cigar Zona. If you've ever seen, uh, he makes ashtrays and things like yeah. that, and this is going to be his first cigar that came out, and I was very interested in it. And I said, all right, let's uh, smoke it on the show. I don't know when it's going to be released or anything, but I I thought um, this is something from then, and let me show you uh, what it's about. So let's give it a cut and light and see what you think. Keep in mind, guys, it's pretty fresh that it's, you know, this was a week ago. Um, But uh, I kept them out so it doesn't go through a fermenting process or anything like that and let it breathe up a bit. But you know how to uh, taste a, a new cigar anyway. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. And we know how I feel about it, but the cold drawer is Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Yeah, and you're not crazy about Um, peanut butter and and chocolate. chocolate. No, it's sacrilegious. They don't belong together. But it's good for Halloween. Like cats and dogs living together. Just shouldn't be. Really? Yeah, it's in the number one candy bar, I believe. I never thought I'd disagree with you. (laughs) Yeah, more people. Most people do. Hey, Dave. Yeah. Ted Hughes says he's thinking of going to a Halloween party as Dave. Yeah. Besides a Lancero and some coins, what else does he need for the Uh, costume? You need need to wear either red or blue shirts every day. Every day. Those are the those are the two colors that he wears. He has every color. 
But those are the two colors that he wears. And carry a Floby and put on a demonstration of how to cut your hair using a Floby. Right. You right. still use the Floby? I do. Maybe stick in here, plug in. You just had those one years ear. ago. Forty years. Oh my lord! He's, yeah. he's using the same Floby. Well, yeah. I like you for wearing red and blue. Those are two of my favorite colors. My and, wife always yells and, at me. And white, white here too. Red, white, and blue. It's very patriotic yeah. guy. My wife always goes, you know, there's other, when I'm doing brand colors, because there's other colors besides red and blue. And I go, what, black, forest green? Yeah. <laughs> Khaki. Absolutely. We're going to light our cigar today with the Cyclone by Vertigo. The Cyclone by Vertigo features uh, double action. You do have to flip the top by yourself. When you press the button down, three jets come to life, and they are fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. At the bottom, you have easy adjustment, all for the low price of twelve ninety nine. Or two for $20 on twoguyscigars.com. That's the Vertigo Cyclone. So they're making uh, growing new tobacco in the Dominican Republic. Lots of new stuff. I had a great experience with five different tobaccos that I was there with the blenders and the tobacco by the bale. And would just roll it up a little bit and try and try tasting what it tasted like. The, the aromas, the taste, the burn quality of it. And some of that is used in here. Uh, and from uh, a crop two years ago. So they're seeing how future crops... Very floral on the initial light. Um, I'll get a little more into that, but I visited 12 factories in two full days. Hmm. So uh, I really try to cram as much as I possibly can in when I end up taking a trip. I flew in on Tuesday. I got there Tuesday night, so I could do nothing. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday... Friday, really one, the one day was in one factory. I had one no-show that I had an appointment with, and someday, maybe during the prediction show, I'll, <laughs> I'll explain to you who that was and why uh, we never had a connection. Um, but I managed at that point to squeeze two other people in when I knew this wasn't going to happen. So I'll tell you what it's like traveling with me and why you probably don't want to do that. So it was uh, Maya Cubana for us to look at a bunch of different projects and things that they're working on, including this cigar here, Yaya. Uh, and Yaya was the daughter of Atabe. Oh, really? So that's part of what it is. There's the uh, Tiano Indian connection. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was interesting anyway. I then went to... Allsack, which is a band maker in the Dominican Republic, which is really, you know, you're seeing all these problems with people having shipping issues and stuff. When you make a cigar brand um, and you're using tobacco from different places, you got to get one tobacco from Nicaragua, say, to go to the Dominican Republic, and that, that's a whole holdup. Also, when you're making the packaging, it's, okay, get the bands from wherever, Holland or United States, and get them to, to where it is. The hinges, the boxes, the wood, everything that goes in, and anything along that way that gets messed up, the whole project stops until that ends up happening. It's like when you're ha having your um, bathroom redone in your house, and you're at the point of an electrician, and everything has to stop. The plumbers stop because today's the day the electrician is supposed to come. He doesn't show up, and everything ends up holding up. This is what's going on in the cigar industry. So what we're starting to see in the Dominican Republic is there's box <coughs> factories, there's 
people that are making cigar bands, the people are making all these things so that they don't have to do this because the past couple of years have been really bad uh, of how that's working. So I went and saw the cigar band people. I have a, a unique project coming out in the future, and you know me. I want it to be very different than anybody else's cigar band and ever. And it will be. And I said, this is, I don't know if you're my guy, but... I want to do something that's never been done before. He says, I'm your guy. So we know it's not a shark fin on a cigar because you did that I already. I did that already. And is it going to be less than 30000 for the bands? I have no idea. It's probably no. going to be expensive because this is very different. Oh, boy. This is very different. Um, I then went to Kendrick Kellner. This is the son of Hendrick Kellner, uh, of Hanky. Yeah. And he has his own factory, very small factory, but he's been out now for about seven years that he's been doing it. It's about to be an overnight success, Mickey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he makes cigars for other people. He has his smoking jacket. Very brand. talented family. Very oh, talented. Yeah. Extremely talented. And the whole family was there. I, Hank, I, Hanky was one of the first one of the first people I learned from. Mm. My dad went off days. When yeah. I when I, I used to do the tours down there with, sure. three, with you guys. So uh I spent a long time with them. Uh, looking over a project coming down the road, hopefully, uh, and we'll see what goes with that. Uh, next, I went and saw our friend Phil Zangi, who's Good in man. the next building over, so that was easy enough. He's right now listening to the show, smoking a Solomon and doing push-ups. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the kind of psychopath he is. Um, then from there, uh, William Ventura. William Ventura, who I did business with way back, uh, a long time ago. His sons are now... Uh, part of it and uh, have their own brand, Adventura, if you heard of that brand. Yep. Uh, talk about a unique band. They use a, a metal-type band around the cigar, and they had really good stuff. And we, I smoked, I believe, maybe eight different blends of different cigars. So they knew I was coming and had everything ready for me, and uh, I'm able to get right to business and uh, see their operation. Uh, there's another company that... Uh, They've been around, out for a long time, but I think they're going to be a big deal real soon. They're in the You know who would growth. struggle to be able to see 12 manufacturers in two days? Our friend Mickey Pegg over here. There's, yes. no, there's no way. They, yeah. they won't let me in the other factories anymore. Not no. my own brand. <laughs> unless they want me to do, unless I do something with them. Mm. So, uh, oh, um, who was it? Oh, no, I'll get to, I'll get that in a minute. Uh, the Nameless Guy, that's when the Nameless Guy was supposed to happen after off. that, and uh, blew me off, so moving on from there. How many uh, days were you down there? Well, a total of three days, but two days. But of, you flew into Santiago? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's a, it's a nine, it's an 8 o'clock pickup for a 9 o'clock meeting, and the great news is I show up at 8.30. Right. And they're putting a key in the door, and they go, you're here already? And I said, yeah, you want coffee? Yes, I do. Oh, boy. And then, then we meeting start. Meeting starts. Right. Yeah, meeting starts, and I get a little ahead of the game, and I can move on from there. Yeah, but sometimes you cause an international coffee oh. incident. Yep. Yes, so they had a pot of coffee. You heard this? Oh. They put a pot of coffee down, and they have uh, a bunch of cups. So I pour a cup of coffee, and somebody I'm with, I pour him a cup of coffee, and then they come into the room, and here we have full cups of coffee. And they look at them like, what the hell is going on here? And I said, what? And they said, oh, you made an American coffee? Meaning, I filled my right. my cup up with coffee. That's meant to be drank like this, but I already had it to my lips. I already drank some of it, and that's the end of that. And then they said in Spanish to 
make some more coffee because I guess we <laughs> make another pod because this asshole drank it. Yeah. Yeah. And, they don't drink. I don't know how to say that in Spanish, but I would recognize it if someone else said and, it. And speaking right. of coffee, we got to say thank you to Fucking Good Coffee, yeah. who's oh, doing a official uh, coffee for our friends at Cigar Pulpit, and they sent Dave, Ed Sullivan, and myself. Um, some uh, coffee so we can vote on which we think is best. Are you serious? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> You're serious I'm right serious now. I'm serious right now. They I, omitted me. Fucking good coffee sent me for the three of us. And and all the and all the person numbered. on this they're panel that drinks more coffee than anybody <laughs> is me. It looks fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> And all numbered, and you got to try to figure out which I, one. I think they think all that caffeine will make you more angry, and nobody wants more angry Jonathan. Was that, is that Gator and Nick, right? Yes. Is, yes. Uh, I've listened to now, a couple Nick of Nick and shows. Gator had nothing to do with it. it was no, no, I can't. I'm not, I'm not faulting yeah. them. That's their buddy. Yeah. <laughs> they might huh. have sent them you a, a message, you know, or nope. Jonathan. You want to have a little I'm, a, I'm what you call a coffee whale, though, so you're just not going <laughs> to get the sales from mine? No, I, thought the one, one. I thought you were the one that liked that I show. I'll share with you. I do like that show. I listen to it. Yeah. They, they quote you all the time. They get, get you coffee? I'll no, share. I don't want it. I'm soured. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it. It may be delicious. That party you had last it night. It might be Barry the best coffee amazing. I've Thanks never had, invite. and I'm still uh, not having it. You're welcome. Yeah, that was awesome. Awesome night at Barry's house last night. Hostos. Elisa. Elisa. Il- Elisa, am I saying it right? Yeah, Hostos he used to work for uh, MQ, Manuel Casada. Yes, yeah. yes, nephew, and yes. young man, uh, he's still in his 20s, and uh, he started his own factory up there, and uh, getting tobacco from different people. He talk about early stages, this is the very beginning of uh, this company, and he's off and running, and I'd like to see what the future holds, and maybe we can do some business down the line. Dave, Tom Criswell says, uh, <laughs> Queen." Good coffee for Mr. J. Faqueen. Faqueen. <laughs> I spend like $300 a month on coffee. I'm just saying. You guys don't. <laughs> I spend more on coffee than the, the you do for the, the coffee machine over there. Maybe it's your attitude. Or something. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get the coffee thing to work. I'll teach you how to do it. All right. There's a button you got to push. Yeah. Um, I thought they pushed those already. El Artista. I went to El, El Artista that do the big poppy cigar and I uh, saw those guys and uh, we had a nice talk and uh, we get some uh, get some business going on here uh, for late for a later date. Uh, next stop was Arnold Andre, which to everybody out there, you're going to say, who are they? But if you... If you're in Europe, you know exactly who these people are. They're actually the largest producer of cigars in Germany. Um, they are also a major distributor, and they make their own cigars in the Dominican Republic, and they have for about five years or so. But again, they're going slow, slow and steady, and seeing they have two brands um, that will probably be coming to the U.S. They'll be the first two brands. This company is at 205 years old. Yeah. They were uh, our distributors back in my oh, old days. Oh, really? Okay. They have Montosa and Terra Nova. So watch for those brands. We'll, we'll bring them on as uh, time goes on. Went to a box factory. Uh, again, trying to get people to make boxes in the Dominican Republic instead of trying to get them mm. from elsewhere into over there. Um, and uh, again... Same, uh, how was the wood over there? I mean, did they have wood? They, they seemed good. They yeah. seemed like uh, everything was okay. They want to work with me. Um, they can do lots of unique stuff. Uh, because I just don't want 
regular plain Jane stuff. I'm like, mm. you want to do some crazy stuff? Are you you want that guy? wood to be rocking the Viagra. That's it. Dave, how many Lanceros were you gifted while you were down there? <laughs> that brings me so much joy. <laughs> I don't think anyone gave me a Lancero. No? I can't think of one. Because they wanted to do business with you. There was one Lancero. <laughs> yeah. There was absolutely one Lancero. Um, Ernesto Carrillo. Ah. Yeah, went up and spent some time with him. He is in the, He's big now. He's big. I remember when that factory opened, uh, there was make, maybe six pairs. Now the, the place is full. Uh, he's booming. Um, so we worked on something over there, uh, which took me to, I think it's common knowledge that... Um, Skip Martin and the Romacraft folks are going to be making a cigar in the Dominican Republic with, with an Esso Carrillo. I didn't it, know that, but okay. Oh, wow. Barry, is that something? Did I talk out of school here? Uh, I've heard rumors. Okay, that's the rumor. <laughs> yeah. That's the rumor. Allegedly. Now you can't sue us. Allegedly. That there's something going on there, which I find very fascinating. Um, listen, I love the Dominican Republic. I, I know the hot thing is always Nicaragua, Nicaragua. But you gotta take great stuff. You gotta take your hats off if this is true and Skip does do that. He is zigging when everybody else is zagging. People are moving into Nicaragua and he's gonna pull out and go to Dominican. I don't know if he's gonna gonna pull out. Not pull out, but do a project that's still that's a zig when everyone else is zagging. And that's still is the godfather man to to do something with him is a is a smart move. Uh, and uh, Hochi Blanco, uh, Tobacco Era Palma, uh, and spend time with him. And Love seen, Hochi. Yep. He's uh, talk about the, the man. He's the man in the Dominican Republic. Never had a bad day, that guy. Yeah. He's always smiling. Yeah. By the way, Skip put up a post on Facebook confirming the rumor, so it's no longer mm. a rumor. Okay. All right. You didn't spill the beans. No. I, no. Is it, a, is, is it true that he's moving to the DR? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So there's just something going there. Then uh, a 5 o'clock wake-up call, fourth 4 o'clock wake-up call, 5 o'clock, leave my room off for a 7 o'clock flight, land in Boston at 11.02, and on the Cigar Authority at 12 noon, and that was my trip. Yeah. So when, when uh, people say you go there, it's on vacation or something, you don't want a vacation with me. It was nonstop, but it was awesome uh, at the same time. So what do I see for issues? They had a bad crop last year. Uh, you're going to have a problem with Maduro coming in the, in the future. Yep. There's no doubt about it. Um, uh, they have tobacco. They have five new kinds of tobacco that will probably start getting used next year uh, because it's been a couple of years. I think Maduro is going to be an issue across the board. It is. Because you're, I'm starting to see brands that are known for their Maduro, and they're coming in very light, very light. I went to a cigar rolling school hmm. where they're teaching people to be cigar rollers because that's an issue too. Yep. But it's good to see that they have everywhere, it. everywhere. Yep. So that's good to see too. But uh, all that craziness. It's right now. It's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. (laughs) 
<laughs> and with Halloween tomorrow, it's the season for all things spooky. Ghosts, demons, and vampires. Oh, my. A new survey, survey shows that just over 40% of Americans believe in ghosts, which translates to just under 132 million people. The numbers, when broken down, show more women believe in them by a slim margin. However, when it comes to education, those with a higher education believe in them far less than those without a college degree. It's almost as if America was built on a massive Indian burial ground, and that's not only insane, it's asylum. Red Hot Fireballs. <laughs> red Hot Fireballs? <laughs> the little Red Hots? I got the Red Hots. Yeah, the little thing in the, in the pack. Yeah, the roof. Yeah? Something going on there. We're smoking the yeah, yeah. No more information other than that. We'll we'll get it as it comes in, but I would say look for this cigar brand. Is Bagua the size? Yes, I believe so. So they're going to put the different sizes on the bands? That's expensive. Mm. But they have band manufacturers right there in the Dominican. So they still got to pay that guy. They still got to pay him, though. Yep. Yeah, but if it costs 10 cents a band for a cigar, it doesn't matter if there's four or one because the production is going to be the one split in four. But to my point when, when, that I asked Mickey, is there a guarantee on the minimum? And, of course, a band company, you've got to guarantee a minimum. Oh, yeah. Well, well, I'm guesstimating this is a line of cigars that's going to come yes, out. Yes, yeah, yeah. And this will be one of the brands in that line of cigars. Not a, not a, not oh, a size. I'm guessing. I'm, yeah. I'm guessing. You know that something? I don't sense. know that. So maybe this is... I, I just I'm just the saying Bagua, from us what it we do. Could be and Bagua has four, four sizes. sizes. Yep, that it makes more be. sense. It could be. I don't know that. Hmm. So there'll be different, yeah, different Fatolas. So that's the company, and this is one of their brands. I'm just guessing. Okay. You know, I used to think I was a legend in my own mind, but the great delusionist says that uh, it's his first time making it to the live action, and he said that I'm a legend. So thank you. There you go. In your own mind. <laughs> well, and, and in this guy's delusional mind. So of the tobaccos that I ended up trying down there, there were five different new tobaccos not used before. I I got that early that I ended up doing that early on the trip. So then I started talking to people along the way, who they knew, oh, yes, I've tried that. We have some of that. We haven't used it yet, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Criollo, Broadleaf, Cameroon, and Habano 2000. But there was one of them that started with the letter C, and only one person had that, which is these guys, because they bought it all. So they didn't know about this mm. with the letter C, and it's, I'm not just saying the letter C. I can't pronounce the word or... or and you, you don't know how it's spelled, it so you know. But it's, you saved it's us. a Thank C you. word. Started with the C. Yeah. It's the, it's the how many C. letters? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sounds like. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it sounds like Part. it was the letter C. Maybe yeah. it wasn't even the letter C. <laughs> right. But I'll get that information uh, as it goes. My wife's going to kill me. But uh, let's get to the poll question. Hey, uh, this question of the week is brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. Victor Sinclair Cigars, the cigars you won't question. And we're going to keep it up with Halloween, and we asked this week if you're going to dress up for the holiday, and uh, 82% of you said no, but Tim W. said, I used to dress up for Halloween, but last year I scared my nephews so bad that it's now frowned upon, and what's the point if you can't scare children? Hmm. So, so how about I next agree. year we all play each other, a different one of the cast members? I'm not shaving my head. Nobody can get as skinny as Jonathan. I'll play oh, Dave because we're the closest yeah, I, in I could, size. I could pretend to shave my head because they can't see me. Yeah. 
And Jonathan, I'm not growing could, hair. Jonathan could be cranky. Oh, wait a minute. You really wouldn't be able to tell. All right. Maybe that's not a good thing. <laughs> uh, upcoming shows next week. We are launching the Black Friday with Lorenzo, with Renia Lorenzo. Lorenzo almost sounds like a first name to yeah. me. I always go to that. Renia Lorenzo. Uh, we'll have him on the show. We'll launch the Black Friday cigar, which none of us have had except for Barry. <laughs> All the time, you open the boxes. Well, yeah, we have to validate that they're good. So Ed smokes one and I smoke one. That's Terrence's thing, validate. Yes, so uh, it's now become a running gag to beat you to every cigar. All right, so we'll have that on the show. We'll have him on there, and we'll see what's going on. And we'll talk about the night before, which is the Brinner event. Uh, Still plenty of spots left. People are not digging this Brinner. No, it's it's not attracting people. Do you know what Brinner is? Breakfast for dinner. Yes. Every Thursday when I was growing up as a kid. And loved it. Yeah, we still do it every now and then in my house. And I love it. I love when it happens. But I tried this. This is the second time I tried it. It'll be the last because it's just not – people don't get it. I don't know. It's fantastic as far as I'm concerned, but it's not happening. So that is uh, this this following Saturday coming is uh, Renee Lorenzo in Black Friday launch. November 13th, uh, we have Michael Herklotz coming on. Here's a new startup guy, much like you. Hercules, a little bit different model. You know, it's funny. I talked to my partner about it. Uh, a little bit different model, uh, but a lot, uh, very similar. You know, Brandon, what he does, that's what Frank does. Yeah. Hercules, I, I don't have a photographer that follows me around. <laughs> I don't have one chin or a full head of hair, or I, <laughs> could I fit into those clothes? I would love to fit in those clothes. But from that concept, yeah, there's a lot of things. We, we actually talked to the show, the four of us, and we had a great conversation. Love those guys. I wonder if it's going to be I, – I remember when Saka started off and <laughs> Nick Melillo started, and everybody starts comparing them two to each other mm-hmm. because they start at the same time. They came from the same place. Here's two people that started with Davidoff and uh, – not started with Davidoff. That was um, actually Michael's third place he ended mm-hmm. up with. Uh, but – you he know, actually he was, start, he started there, so there, he already had a foundation relationship. He helped really take Davidoff uh, with a lot of their exposures, and he was doing a lot of th- things behind the scenes ah. before he went over to Nat Sherman. I shouldn't speak on behalf of Michael. Sorry, Michael. Um, but, uh, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean I shouldn't have interrupted. That's all right. No, good, good, interesting. You can't so even we'll, help yourself. You <coughs> just have to talk all the time. No. I can't wait till next week. <laughs> Here we go. And the following week. It's that time of year again, everybody, where everybody starts talking about the best cigars of the uh-huh. year, uh, the contenders for the Cigar of the Year on November 2020th. So uh, that's upcoming shows coming here on the Cigar Authority. Um, and one other thing I want to mention, let's, today's the day. Let's do it. I, I held off the longest I could because I was trying to fill up the Brenner. Right, but now we're 19 days away. Yeah, so. Um, this is going to sell out quick. This is on November 18th. It'll be, coincidentally, the great American smokeout. This is the day everyone's not supposed to smoke, according to uh, the great American smokeout people, whoever they are. Um, But we do the opposite, and we get together and we smoke a lot. And it's going to be the second annual Joke and Smoke, Thursday, November 18th, 2021, from 6 to 9 p.m., right here in Studio 21, Dueling Comedians. And um, we have uh, four comedians lined up. Tony V from last time will be the host of the event, and it will feature three comedians. And we have Christine Hurley. Uh, she's fantastic, by the Love way. Love Christine. 
Um, and you know these other guys better than I do, Ed. You have Brad Mastrangelo. Yeah, he just, I think, did the Rex Theater up in Manchester this week, the place we were at. Okay, all right, which was a great time. And Orlando Baxter. Very good. Former teacher. He's got some good stuff to say. All right. So, uh, and they're all do, going for the Dueling Comedian Championship belt that we have and we provide. And um, also to add on to this from last year and just to make it better, um, you will get two cigars when you come here. And um, coming in is the new father, new father out there, which is John Carney, will join us. And we will feature all foods from the Cigar Authority cookbook. Oh, wow. Nice. So every food that will be here will be come from the Cigar Authority cookbook. I have a feeling there's a Caesar salad involved here, Mickey Pegg, along with um, appetizers, entrees, drinks, desserts, and lots more. Uh, all foods from the Cigar Authority cookbook prepared by Chef Jonathan Carney. And Is it Tony V in the book, too? Yeah. Tony V's in the book. I believe his recipe will be served that evening. What, yeah. day, what day of the week is the 18th? Uh, that is a Thursday. It is. Thursday, uh, November it's, 18th. It's well worth attending. Last it's the week year. before uh, Thanksgiving, right? Exactly. Thursday one before week Thanksgiving. Before. So tickets are on sale right now. They're $75 per person. Advanced tickets only. While they last, we're going to have 50 max. We're going to shut it off uh, at 50 people. Tom, Tom Criswell's asking if uh, Laugh Track Larry might be there. He'll be there. He'll be there. He'll be there. All right. And how's this? The good news is we're going live. So for the Cigar well, Authority listeners, huh. you can go on to... It, it'll be on uh, Facebook and YouTube, YouTube as usual. As usual. Now, can we buy the cigars in advance so we, can, we can't be there? Because I know I'm gonna have, I have to be in the Carolinas that week. Could I, in a way, I could buy those cigars I in advance? No, because one of them is specially made for the event, and oh, I don't okay. think there's going to be enough made for any extras outside yeah. of that event. But you, oh, can, okay. you can stay home and watch it there, or you can, uh, by all means... Buy a ticket and be in the studio audience, and uh, we're going to do our thing first, and then uh, and we'll have the comedians. Then have the comedians on. on, but we'll have the comedians go on live. We've got the okay for all of them. Yep. You know, sometimes they don't want you recording them and all that stuff, but right. they're going to do it. Then the audience actually picks which guy they like the best, and we award the championship belt uh, to that. So that's a joke and smoke. Uh, again, November eighteenth, and get your tickets now uh, at any two guys cigars. Uh, or I don't know if they can do it online. Probably not. No, they can call you. They can call. Uh, call Barry on Monday. Yeah, one triple eight two two four four two seven two, also known as one triple eight two cigar two. Yeah, cool. call Barry and say I want a ticket. If you do, uh, if not, just uh, tune in and we'll tell you next week as it's coming closer um, how simple it is Dave, to watch it. Ted Hughes proposes a new event called the Poke and Smoke with Mister J. Ah. It's like a pin the tail in the donkey type of thing, but more fun. Or Where's he going to poke you? I backed into one broom last Halloween, <laughs> and now the jokes just keep coming. It's time to ask the Don by Don Raphael Cigars. It's time to ask the Don, brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Don Raphael Cigars are premium cigars. They're mellow and smooth. They're built mellow, for mellow. every man's premium. everyday enjoyment. Don Raphael Cigars is a lighter with a little ass tank okay to use in a cigar emergency. It's okay, I would say. It's all right, but I would go with the big ass tank and use Vertigo because they sponsor 
the cigar authority. You know him, you love him, and how, right. how do you beat it? By the way, of course, I took it to the Dominican Republic with me. In your shaving kit? Yeah, uh, no you, problem. You yeah. left it behind. I left it behind for them, and I was a hero. That I, after it's over, I, I went to one factory, and I'm using the lighter, and a lady takes it off the desk, off the table I had, mm-hmm. had it on, and walked over, and I'm like, she just took my lighter. She filled it and brought it back. Oh, wasn't that nice? Very that nice. nice. I didn't say anything, and she brought it back. I said, thank you so much. Huh. Dave obviously thinks that we're in the last half hour and has not thrown to break and jumped all the way over to the Ask the Dawn to, to oh. mess with me. So I'll just cross it off the last half hour, and uh, right. why don't you go ahead and throw I, to break? We wow, can cross out joke and I smoke. up. Okay, when we come back, uh, new factories are open up, and it seems like the early 90s down there uh, in the early part of the cigar boom. I'll explain when we get back. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Drew Estate is about to make someone a whole lot richer. During its latest freestyle live show on the company's Facebook Live page, facebook.com forward slash Drew Estate Cigar, Drew Estate announced that it will be holding a Bitcoin sweepstakes with numerous incredible prizes during upcoming freestyle live events, including a grand prize of one full Bitcoin for a lucky fan to be announced during the February 17th, 2022 edition of Freestyle Live. During each of the company's three upcoming Freestyle Live events, October 15th and November 11th in 2021, and January 20 of 2022, the company will randomly select the names of five people who attend the online show and comment during specific times in each broadcast as potential winners of an assortment of fantastic prizes. The five winners from each of these three shows will create the contestant pool of 15 people eligible to win that grand prize Bitcoin. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight.
Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Sono Michael Cappellini dal Toscano Cigars e stai ascoltando al Cigar Authority sul United Podcast Network. Benvenuti a tutti voi. We are back and we're smoking Yaya out of the Dominican Republic. New cigar coming out next year. It's early on. This is often how you just say yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like I the do. name. Yeah? I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so new factories pop, new new. New factories popping up, but also this reminded me of the mid-90s, going to the Dominican Republic. And I haven't been there for two years, and I usually go a couple times a year, but two years had gone by. What has changed? All of a sudden, I see retailers around, uh, younger retailer guys in the factories, because I went and saw visited so many factories, and some of them came up to me and said, oh, my God, David Garofalo, uh, probably because of the Cigar Authority. And um, I, I'm, you know, why are they there? Because they're making a cigar brand for their store, maybe a sure. private label or whatever they're doing. And it looks like a influx of that is going on, like that happened in the later '90s, uh, where they where well, in the late we're, '90s, didn't they? It was just a bunch of Don Nobodies making cigars. This is retailers coming in looking well, for it, some private label yeah, stuff. Yeah, they were doing it. I mean, some of these cigars that are out there, you know, these are now you look at them as manufacturers, but sure. you, they, they own retail stores, mm-hmm. and a lot of retail store owners have their own brands. That are out there, and lo- apparently lots more coming. So uh, we got more to look forward to, uh, along with the emails of the week. Well, the best email of the week this week is brought to you by Aging Room Cigars. This week's prize features a bracelet, three cigars, a cigar cutter, rum, coke, and a glass. So you can make a Cuba Libre. Is that what that it's called, Barrens? It is. So you got your Cuba Libre kit along with the bracelet. You, you know why smoke. the can of coke is there? Yes, I do. Has real sugar, probably? No, it's from Rafi Nadal. <laughs> probably does have. No, real I'm sugar. serious. Yeah, Rafi <laughs> Nadal does. comes to the United States on the boat back in the day. Yeah, and when he got here, they had a can of Coke for him and an apple, two things he never had in his life, and that was there. And now, to this day, every once in a while, he goes on a trip or something. He comes home late at night, and his wife has an apple and a can of. Coke. Oh, that's They're awesome! Waiting for him. So, what a great guy! Yeah, he's he hilarious. Is. He is. 
I love his, that, that package he put together. So, oh, it's uh, beautiful. I it, took I immediately took a picture of that and sent it to my partner. Like, we got to think about getting this out to our... Right. It's for influencers. It yeah. is. It's an influencer pack. It influenced me. And I, yeah. <laughs> we, we, all, we all got Dave, one. Dave, Ed Sullivan, and I got one. Yeah. And that's about that's all. Huh. The following <laughs> message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. The subject line from Albert is stores as influencers. Can a store be a cigar influencer? I often look to see what a brick-and-mortar store is carrying. I try and check out the prominent shelf space when looking for a new cigar to try. Other times, I go to my favorite store looking for a particular brand to try, and sometimes I find that my favorite store doesn't carry a particular brand that someone put me onto. When you see a store does not carry a particular brand, can you assume that it might not be worthy or that there isn't a demand for that cigar? Absolutely. Mickey Pegg, what do you say on that? Both are wrong. So, uh, first of all, the demand has to be created. Second, it's a bad cigar. No, sometimes it just hasn't gotten their hands. Now, um, make and, it and quick because we get that's what we're trying to do out there. there. <laughs> but I will tell you, at stores, as an influencer, the last three events I've done with you guys, the, don't tell me that influencer guy went over. He was a certain kind of cigar smoker, big Jim. I don't know if it's because yeah. he's, because he's a cowboy. Um, with the side piece took it over, and there was two boxes that he had sold. On somebody that was coming in to buy a box of something else, he ended up buying that box. But he also bought a box of mine. I was just hoping to get one cigar in his mouth sure. to taste it. So, as an influencer, you got if you know if you know your customer, absolutely. Not only I think can influence the consumer, I think a cigar shop can influence another cigar shop. Yeah. Oh, yes. I see. Yep. Trust me, I do it all day long. Right? Oh, Dave's got it. Yeah, you got it. Absolutely. Right. Why Center do you think I'm influence. on the New Hampshire tour, <laughs> New England? Oh, Dave's got it. <laughs> and, and it does. There's this. Pockets of influential stores across the country, I would imagine, Mickey, right. right? Yeah. Yeah. So you, to get into the influential store, and it's not easy getting into the store because to get into a store, we have to take somebody's brand and get rid of somebody else's. There's, right. there's no room on the shelf. So, you know, you want to help all these guys, but you can't help everybody out. So. It's, 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 a, it's a give and take type of situation. But yes, the answer is, uh, and, good, and a good question. Following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Tom writes, game on. Dear, sexiest cigar authorities and Mr. J. Hmm. On last week's Ash Holes show, the all-ladies panel were basically dropping panties over the sexiest cigar industry <laughs> cigar liberties. Yeah. Then on the tail of their nail list, they did a segment. Would you date, marry, or dump? And included our beloved cigar authorities in their ass assessment. <laughs> Turnabout is fair play. We are all expecting that you'll counter with a TCA version of the game. I say, let's play. Would you swipe left, swipe right, or find on Ashley Madison? Uh, votes can even be based on your knowledge of each of the Ash Heels palette, sensitivity, and overall cigar prowess. Don't pull any punches. Give us the straight skinny. Smoke on. Uh, I'm no, all, I'm all for it. No, no, that's an See, HR nightmare. Yeah, we're gonna get in trouble for doing it, and they're okay for doing it. Right, it's, it's, it's double standard. Uh, and you have to teach me to left, right. Yeah, <laughs> Madison. We'll go over that another said. time. Um, but yeah, that was very, very interesting. Uh, that my name was brought up no less than ten times during the show until it mm -hmm. came to the point of the sexiest men in the cigar right. industry, mm -hmm. and my name was left out completely right. at that point. And uh, there was some gold digging going on there, too. <laughs> I, I heard that. Right? They, they all wanted to marry you for your money. Yeah. 
Nicholas writes through the contact us page <laughs> of the cigarauthority.com. Does, doesn't the money make you, me sexy? I no, must. apparently not. Smoking a Lancero makes you sexy. Now shut up so I can read this. Uh, the real reason Dave hates on Lanceros is the subject line. Hey guys, Dave, can you stop with this nonsense that you hate Lanceros? I know, I brought it up once. They are in odd shape or make your fingers look fat. Can I interrupt for one sec? <laughs> Mickey, you going to make a Lancero size in your, in your brand? Uh, I don't have the balls enough to do it yet. Yeah, why would I want to. We, hey, listen, we, I, I love Lancer, but... Um, you always interrupt in the worst possible time. Right, There's a timing right. to this. All right. Nobody buy, is buying that excuse. This is a safe space. Be honest. Is the real reason you hate them because you need a bigger cigar to overcompensate for you having a tiny little pee-pee? Oh, I got to <laughs> Look, wow. it's common knowledge that Lancero smokers are bigger than average. That's why ladies love us. I smoke a ton of Lanceros, and I'm hung like a champ. But don't disparage us because you have shortcomings. And is it possible <laughs> that you think my fingers look fat. that you have don't a little tiny pee-pee <laughs> when, in fact, you might be slightly below average? Maybe for a show segment, you can call someone with personal knowledge of your private area. Maybe get your cuddle monkey, Nick Perdomo, on the phone to verify your size. Wow. <laughs> the bottom line is that you're amongst wow. friends... And should always be honest. Big shout out to all the Dirk Digglers out there. Smoke them Lanceros. Keep shining, homies. Signed, Nicholas from Providence, Rhode Island. Oh, that's Nicholas, and I know him. <laughs> so he doesn't get my vote, that's for sure. I, I, I if you go, don't vote for Nicholas, you've got a tiny piece. I do like the Dirk Diggler reference. Yeah, it was great. So we have to pick one of those three to win the prize. In order for it to be the third one, Mr. Jonathan has already picked his choice, right. which is the third I one. I watched the show. Okay, so what, what do you got for the best email of that bunch? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. Let me go to me. I'm going to go with the store influencer. That was a great question. Uh, so I'm going to go with that one. So anything you want. I got to go next? Yeah. yeah. Pick one that you thought I would best. go with the store influencer because I seem to be the only guy in North America that like Jonathan. I'm going to go with whatever Jonathan says. Wow. Oh, so you're going to go Nicholas. That's the last right. I've smoked of all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you're going with Jonathan on the third one. I have to go. I right. have to go with the influencer. So we got two. I have to go with the influencer. Sorry oh, you're, about going, that. Yeah. you're going to the influencer. To, Customer yeah. for That's life. a great question. Yeah. All right. Uh, number one. Number one, and we're well, done. Who's number one? Was the influencer. Really? Yeah. You don't so, have to. And you don't, don't have vote? To vote? You can vote. You can go to Lancero, and we got a two-way tie. And then it, Lancero wins. No, then it's three no, to it's, two. No, it's three to two. Yeah. It's already it's already three three one. All yeah. right. You, so because he, what you said. So I, I'm not going to talk then. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Nicholas. I thought that was really well done. No, I agree 100 percent with Barry. I never would talk ever about do my that. Penis. Let me get uh, let me <laughs> get that, that all about Jonathan. Let me get that email number one, please. Thank you, sir. Uh, the mm-hmm. after show. The after show is uh, we are going to discuss. You're going to join us for the after show. It's a show after. I love to. Yeah. Okay. Um, we are. Is gonna, my room ready at your house? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about. Um, what are we going to talk about? Is um, what's missing in the cigar industry? So this is uh, good. I need to. Hear, I need to listen. You need to listen to this. Yeah. So something might be needed in the cigar industry. <clears throat> Do we need another cigar? The industry does not need another cigar, unless maybe it's a little different. You know, uh, especially on the, you never would have imagined years ago that 70 ring gauges would be popular. Mm. Or 80. 
Right. Or 90. you got to change that script. I yeah. Mean, I, I get to spend time with Tom. It's, it's amazing what he's doing over there. Unbelievable. And it turned out that the industry did need that, and we didn't realize it needed it. Now there's lots of copycats. There's a whole bunch of cigar brands that have 70s and 80 ring gauge. I don't know if anybody has an 80, but 70s. There's a lot of 70s out there. So the industry needed it. Is there something else missing in the industry? We'll talk about that on the after and- show. Mickey, if we figure it out, you'll have until Wednesday to get a jump on everyone else because they won't know what it is until the after show comes out. Well, unless it's Tuesday night and you call me, we, me, we, yeah. So I want to bring up the um, the cookbook just for one more second because of what you did on the cookbook uh, while you did the events at all three of our stores. That he has his little promotion going on in the store, but he said here's a separate. Thing, puts a pile of cookbooks next to it and says, if you buy a cookbook, by the way, all the money goes to charity. If you buy a cookbook, you get a free cigar. Hmm. Wasn't that nice? No, that was easy. For our, listeners, very nice. for our listeners, that was an in-store only thing. <laughs> we, we can't do that online. Yeah, it's illegal to do it all. Yeah. yeah, because you have to actually buy a cigar. But that was nice. And people took them up on it. And uh, more, more money going to the charity. So very, very nice. Thank you for doing that. But right now, it's time for the Classic 3-Way, brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable premium handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. All right, I have three questions and four tiebreakers. Wow. In case they're needed, we're running out of time. Uh, you know how it works, right? You listen to the show. It's closest without going over. We're going to start with Mr. Jonathan on this side. And... Um, Mickey, you're in on this. If you need, okay. if you need Ed Sullivan uh, for a little help, you can just go to him. He's your, your lifeline if you need him. Although Halloween celebrated tomorrow, it is the eve of all saints. Also a religious holiday among Christians. Opportunity for believers to remember all saints and martyrs, known and unknown throughout the Christian history. When did it start? What year did that begin? All Saints. What year did it begin? 1492. 1492, says Jonathan. Don't get this wrong, Mickey. Uh, 1673. 1673. I think it started later, 1831. 1831. I think earlier. It was much earlier. 609. Oh, I was going to go with uh, 609. No points. And That's the New Jersey area code. I should know that. <laughs> there we go. Now That's you'll never all, forget. I'll never forget. You'll never forget. Okay, over to you, Mickey. Henry Winkler is an American actor, comedian, author, uh, experienced producer and director, initially rising to fame as Fonzie, uh, Arthur Fonzarelli in the TV show Happy Days. He was born today. Henry Winkler, what year? 1950. 50. 1943. 43. 1938. 43 will take it. It's 45, so Barry gets a point. One more question, and it's over to Barry. Muhammad Ali knocked out George Foreman in the Rumble in the Jungle, retaining the World Heavyweight Boxing Championship today. What year was that? 77. 
77. 76. 76. I, I was, th- 78 came to my head right away. So you're going with it? Yeah. Everybody is over. It was 74. And uh, Barry wins it with one to nothing. Yes. One to nothing. All right. Nobody asked Mickey Peg any more questions because we're going to end up going over. <laughs> well, and that's why I went with uh, three and four. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was him <laughs> saying he has a cigar in his mouth. He has a cigar in his mouth. Yaya. Bagua. 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 Water. Uh, what do you think? Now, keep in mind, very early. Yeah, getting past the youth of it, uh, you've you got a really solid combustion line. It's, it's clearly wrapper that's well-aged. The draw is very good, uh, and it has had a consistent flavor all the way through. Not a whole lot of surprises, not a whole lot of changes. I'd be curious what the price point is. But uh, I don't know it, anything. It's a good cigar. Uh, medium body? Uh, mild to medium. Yeah, I give it a four. Yeah, maybe a four. Yeah. yeah. You know where I'm at. Six. Five. Six. Five. Five. <laughs> Straight yeah. medium. I mean, we're getting closer over time. Yeah. Yeah, it started out a little floral. There was some red hots. There's a little bit of earthiness, but I assume that earthiness will disappear once the cigar gets out of its sick period. Yeah. It was actually pretty yeah. good. I'm getting a little Chinese pea pods, but no cinnamon. Ah, and I'll agree with the it's Chinese pea pods. It's a little bit pods, vegetal. A little, little vegetable. Yeah. Yeah. So Ed Sullivan says it. No, but it's what, a thing. Because it is on this. The one, the one thing that jumped at me is I got, as I got into it, a little bit of hickory. I, I got a little bit of hickory in there, and I got a little bit of uh, unsweet unsweet chocolate. So you taste these notes, right? You bust yeah. balls that... Like no, smoke. I don't bust balls because I do it. I just don't like to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. you have it. I, I yeah, I'm a I'm a closet. You have a uh, re- you have I, a re- I, have a, I have a tasting wheel. You, very very similar to yours. All right, you ever read Nick Kutro's book? Yes, uh, you did. Yes, very interesting. Very interesting. Boy, you start going through that. Um, what's it called? Cigar Bliss. Cigar Bliss. Bliss. Yep. Uh, check that out. You go through that, and you, for people that never tasted those notes, they start tasting those notes. So that's it. We're out of time. Uh, Mickey Peg, thank you. You're going to join us on the after show, right? Yes, absolutely. All right. All right. Next week, uh, we talked about what's red hot in the cigar industry right now. What comes to mind is the HVC and Renea Lorenzo. Renea joins us as we launch the Black Friday 2021. Um, and we're uh, just 50 days away from the end of the year. And we're going to talk about what was hot in 2021, what stood out, and uh, what let us down. Okay? So it's all that and more. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And you may have actually learned something today, which makes you The Cigar Authority. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.